CPA and CFP Don Cash has made it his life's work to help people like you plan their finances and achieve their retirement goals. It's time for your money and your life. Welcome into another edition of the podcast. It's time to talk about your money and your life with Don Cash and myself here to talk about maybe moving to another state to save on taxes and expenses. That's going to be the topic of conversation this go around with Don, who is a CPA and a CFP at Donald Cash. And you can find him at donaldcash.com, I should say. That's where you can find him online. And that's going to be a good conversation this week. So, Don, my friend, how you doing? What's going on? Doing well, Mark. I mean, here we are, first day of summer as we record the show. The solstice, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, here. I don't know where it is where you are, but it's unusually cool. It, here too, yeah. Yeah, it feels more like April than June. I don't think <laughs> I we've, know, it's weird. We haven't had one good beach day the entire month. I mean, it's uh, it's very weird. It's nice, though, when the sun sets around 8.30 or 9 o'clock. There's a lot of time for long walks or bike rides and golf and things like that. So, um, But here's a thought. Starting today, the days get a little shorter hey, until hey, December first, December twenty first. Don't 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 be negative. Don't be negative now. Come on. Now. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's my. This might make us feel a little bit better. Okay. The sunset time today in Sydney, Australia, is four fifty four p.m. Mm. So let's enjoy the long summer days while we can. Yeah. I promise you, we will get plenty of beach days for the next three months <laughs> yeah you know I, I i'm wondering if when the the heater kicks on if it's going to be roasting right because that same here uh in north carolina it's been unusually cool this summer i mean we're almost to july uh and we've been, we've had one 90 degree day and i think it lasted like an hour you know so very unusual here as well so we'll very see. weird yeah well you know so let's talk about my uh my headline there that i want to get into this week uh, since we were talking about states right since we're talking about your state my state should we move out of out of our state to save money on taxes and cost of living uh and uh you know i live here in north carolina last year over a hundred thousand people moved here from uh other states i think only behind maybe texas and florida so let's talk about some pitfalls of moving and what's some advantages don yeah, I mean, this is a hot issue now, right? Particularly over the past few years with a lot of migration. Especially, obviously, he, from like California, right? Absolutely. You know, as as you mentioned, there's a big migration shift taking place uh, across the whole country. Yeah. Uh, a lot of it started, I would say, over the past 10 years or so, but it really picked up steam in the past three years. Yeah, the lockdowns, COVID. I think, really increased things for some people, right? They got very frustrated with different things. Yeah, that's a big factor. So the, the states with the largest migration in to their state, as you mentioned, mm-hmm. uh, number one, Florida, Okay. Uh, then Texas, North Carolina, then South Carolina, and Tennessee, so a bunch of adjacent states there. Now, you might say initially, if you hear that, Don, at any other given time, you'd probably think that's mostly just weather, right? A lot, yeah, of, snow, a lot yeah. of snowboard action, you know? N- no, you're, you're right. It's not only weather, although it's a factor. We'll mm-hmm. talk about that. Yeah. But the states with the largest out-migration of people are California, mm-hmm. New York, Illinois, Massachusetts, and of course, my home state, the great state of New Jersey, is losing population. Well, and see, that fits my narrative, right? That fits the initial thought. I think that's the traditional thought, right? Okay, the states that people are moving out of, other than California, typically have colder winters, right? And then the other states have, you know, better weather year round. So that's usually the case, but we've been seeing taxes and cost of living play into this more and more. Yeah, absolutely. I think historically that's been true. It's it's true today too as well. Sure. Um, but I mentioned 
before as over the past three years, other factors, and you mentioned one is the COVID policy. Right, right. right. People getting frustrated with restrictions and things like that. That was a big, big driver about mm, two, three years ago. Mm -hmm. Um, Crime is a a major factor, particularly in cities like San Francisco and Los Angeles, uh, New York, Philadelphia. Crime's a big issue. Uh, school choice is becoming a growing issue. Mm, yeah. um, in some states, I think recently in Florida, they passed a law where they would give you like an $8,000 voucher to send your kid to whatever school you wanted to send your child to. So, oh, wow. Yeah, it's a, a big and growing issue in, in a lot of states. So in some respects, it depends on uh, the particular state. But you know, regarding the weather issue you mentioned before, right? think about it, California has far better weather than Texas. Consistent, yeah. No doubt. Yeah, that's where a lot of people from California are moving. They're moving to Texas. <laughs> no, right. So I just looked up the high temperature today, Mark, in Austin, Texas, 104 degrees. Yeah. It's toasty. And, yeah, and all across Texas, as a matter of fact. And L.A. and Los Angeles, it's 76 and dry and sunny. So in the weather category, California is definitely a winner. Yeah, you know, and and when you think about that, I mean, California for what forty years was the destination to go to, but crime and some of these other things have gotten out of control, and and honestly, taxes and costs, right? So let's talk about some advantages and pitfalls and blind spots, uh, especially since obviously we spend a lot of our time talking about things financially based. I'm sure you're going to have some interesting uh, information for us here on that side of the fence. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, as you mentioned, some of the advantages are taxes, and California has the highest state income tax in the country. I think it's pushing over 15%. It's just like a ton of different taxes. They're like the highest, yeah. Yeah, and this, I think it's going up to about 18 So it, this is, you know, substantial amount of state income taxes yeah. at the higher levels. Sure. You know, taxes, cost of living in general, right? Weather in colder months, for sure, here, if you're moving from the Northeast. And I'll use my home state of New Jersey as an example, right? I think many people okay. who have made the move south sure. from here in the past have been motivated by those factors, for sure, as well as less restrictions during the pandemic, as you mentioned. And for younger people, you know, there's really a, a big move uh, across the country for economic reasons, for opportunities that exist in places like Austin, Texas, and Miami, Nashville. I mentioned maybe two months ago I was in Charlotte, North Carolina. I just I was overwhelmed by the number of young people mm-hmm. living in Charlotte, Phoenix, and those kind of areas. So you have a, a lot more economic opportunity for younger people. It's still fairly reasonable, I guess, cost of living. Well, it's going up in those areas oh, as well. Oh, it definitely is, yeah. Well, and, and a large portion of our demographic, Don, is, is probably retirees or pre-retirees. We have some younger folks as well that listen, but let's talk about that, who are closer to that side of the, uh, I guess, the uh, the bed, <laughs> the, the retirement side. Right? We're, we're, a little, we're, a little, we're waking up on that side and, and being a little yeah. closer to it, right? Yeah, let's call it that side of the bed. I like yeah. that. We'll talk about that. So let people over, let's say, for example, that population's over 55. Okay, right? sure. So I'll dive into the pros and cons and you know tackle a few cons that people don't consider. And you know keep in mind, this is coming from a, a guy that loves Florida. Oh, yeah, you go right? there quite often. Yeah. Oh, yeah, many times. And spending time in the South as well. I was mentioning to you that we're going to be heading down to Savannah, Georgia and mm-hmm. St. Augustine next week. So love spending time in that area. A lot of American history. It's really cool. Uh, a lot of neat things to do. So I'm not going to pull any punches here and just you know give you 
the straight shoot as to what I'm seeing, particularly Good. from people I know, friends, clients that have made the move. Right. Many people here in New Jersey who migrate to Florida, they kind of start as what I call snowbirds, mm-hmm. right? They either rent uh, a place in the winter or they own a second home and mm-hmm. spend a lot of time down there, let's say for three or four months. Right. So here's a few things to consider before making the full move that are, these are often like surprises when people actually make the move. And so we're talking uh, New Jersey to Florida as the example. Yeah, right. In this example, although yeah. it applies to other Just, states yeah, as well. whatever, sure. Right. So weather, of course, great in the winter if you're in a southern state, but it can be really brutal, uh, as you know, <laughs> for four to five months from about May 1st to October 1st. Not so much in the Carolinas because you have more seasons. Right. But yeah, Jersey, you know, I've lived in Jersey too. Yep. Yeah, but if you're living in, let's say, um, central or southern Florida, mm-hmm. I mean, it could just be very rough for, you know, let's say from May, oh, hurricane June. season. Oh, yeah, yeah, and heat, absolutely, yeah, and humidity, yeah. Daily living expenses, surprisingly, it's not as low as people might think. No, sir. No, sir. No, they're really there are sales taxes on almost every item, mm-hmm. including clothing, which you don't have in many states in the Northeast like New Jersey. Uh, the cost of entertainment, it's about the same, I find, mm-hmm. or maybe even a little bit higher, surprisingly, than in New Jersey. Um, here's one that comes to a surprise to people, property taxes, depending upon where you go. This comes to as a shock to a lot of people who move. So unlike New Jersey, where property taxes are assessed for everyone in the community, roughly the same amount. It's about okay. 2% of the assessed value of your home, right? So let's say if your house is worth... $600,000, you're paying maybe twelve or $13,000 a mm-hmm. year in property taxes. In Florida, this is where it's different. Your property tax is based on the value of the purchase price of your home. Mm-hmm. So if you're a resident, there are certain adjustments and and the rate increases capped annually. So it comes to about 1% of the value of the home. On the surface, you know, right? One, 1% is lower than 2 Right. So on the surface, that seems fine. So there's got to be a pitfall here. Yeah. So here's where it gets a little quirky. And this is actually very similar to California, oddly enough. Here's the issue. Let's say if you bought your home in 2010 in Florida, when you moved to Florida for $300,000, right? You're a resident down there. You've been down there for 13 years or so. Yeah. The annual uh, property taxes you might pay might be $3,000 a year, roughly, let's say. Okay. But if someone buys the same house today, now the house is worth $800,000, for an example, their property tax is reevaluated to reflect the higher sale price. Eight, eight, eight grand, right? Yeah, you're paying maybe $8,000 or Ouch. more, and, you know, there you are. Yeah. Ouch. Well, you know, and I get that some of these states that are getting influxed have to do some things for a number of reasons, right? Because you've got to raise, you know, tax revenue to, you know, roads and, you know, infrastructure and so on and so forth. And so they, they probably do have to do some things to hopefully slow down the the flow, if you will. Uh, but, uh, you know, even if you're saving money on property taxes and you move from Jersey, uh, since the taxes in Jersey are assessed at 2% instead of the 1%, you know, is that just, is that enough of a reason, I suppose? Yeah, it, you know, it, it is something you have to look very, very closely at with that differential and the and the way they evaluate the property taxes, right? Right, right. It's true. I mean, New Jersey is ranked number one in the country for highest property tax. So it's not unusual for some to be paying, you know, fifteen to twenty thousand dollars a year on their home mm-hmm. and that, you know, you're not living in the lap of luxury. Right. 
Uh, Florida is number 26 out of the country, out of 50 states. But just keep in mind that you don't, like I said, you don't inherit the old property taxes when you move. So you might be paying, let's say, two or three times more in property taxes as your next door neighbor with virtually the same home. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Uh, that's definitely a good point. Okay, so that's property tax. What other issues? All right, here's some other blind spots that people have to look at. What you save on property taxes, you know, if any, and you probably will save some, you'll likely be paying more in what I would call community fees, like homeowners associations. These are typically like in, in gated communities or uh, deed-restricted communities, condominiums. Okay. And they can run anywhere from, it's very typical, between 100 and $500 a month or as high as $1,000 a month. And they cover things like the pool and the gym, the pickleball court, the security, landscaping, things like that. And people have to remember that if you're living in the South, there's a lot of landscaping and pest control fees because stuff is growing all the time. <laughs> yes, it is. Yeah. If you add up the Florida property tax bill with the association fee, you're probably typically paying a, a higher monthly or quarterly fee than you are if you're living, let's say, in New York or New Jersey. And this might be the case also in other states. Hmm. So, so far, it doesn't seem like nothing's jumping out at me, I guess, as overly big savings. Uh, what else should we, we be on the lookout for? Okay. Here's some things that really can blindside people when they're moving down south, and particularly in the past year. New hot button issue now, mm -hmm. homeowner's insurance, okay. especially in Florida. So well, after the big hurricane, right? Probably changed. Absolutely. Yeah. This is a major, major issue. Uh, and a couple of things are at work here, and we'll talk about them. You know, one of them is hurricane, right? Mm -hmm. The other is the cost of replacing materials is through the roof mm -hmm. in Florida, and getting the labor is very, very difficult. So everything just drives up the price. So we tend not to think too much about this here in the Northeast. If you have a home valued, like you know, at let's say five hundred thousand dollars, the homeowner's insurance might be fifteen hundred dollars a year. It's not that much more, even if your house is seven or eight hundred thousand dollars. But since Hurricane Ian hit Florida last year, the rates have just skyrocketed down there. Mm -hmm. Many people have had their homeowner's insurance completely dropped. You know, it's funny you mentioned that. I was just talking with some fellows, actually, Don, in Florida, and they said that, that a lot of insurance companies are notifying people, even if they didn't have roof damage from Ian, they're saying, hey, your roof is X number of years old. We won't even continue giving you coverage unless you replace it uh, and get, a, you know, get an updated roof, and it's not covered under insurance until you do get the new roof. So, yeah, a lot of people are getting very caught off guard with that. Bingo. You just hit the nail on the head, yeah. right? So if that's the case, you get dropped. Mm -hmm. There might be only be one option available, which is something called the State of Florida-run insurance company, Citizens Insurance. Oh, okay. That's it. You can't choose any other insurance, so you have to take what they give you. Mm -hmm. And, of course, the big potential risk is flood and wind right. damage, and some homes are getting hit harder than others. And here's the bottom line. The average Florida resident... Pays about forty five hundred dollars a year Ouch. in premium. Ow. Yeah, that's three times the national average. Oh yeah, no, that is passive. Yeah, they were telling me some crazy numbers. They said, especially the what are the what is that kind of roof? I don't not regular shingle roof. You know the one a lot of ones in Florida that have that kind of the kind of the Spanish style or whatever. Yeah, the, the tile roof. Yeah, tile roof said that they're really out of control. The prices right now, uh, you know, availability, labor, all those things you kind of mentioned. So just you know, if it, if it might cost you twenty thousand to put a roof on a normal roof on, these are costing like fifty. You know, so crazy numbers. So what are what are some things to look out for uh, 
in, in a home in Florida that's going to affect the rates? Well, you just hit on a couple of points. I mean, the big issue is the age of the home mm-hmm. and the age of the roof. Right. Yep. So new homes are being charged much lower rates than a home that's, let's say, 20 years old or older because, of course, the roof is brand new. Right. And there's different building codes and hurricane codes and you know, the way they build homes now are much sturdier than they did many years ago. So many companies are saying they'll only insure the home, as you mentioned, yep. if you replace that roof and with a huge demand in new roof. I mean, the roof, I mean, it could easily, easily exceed $50,000. <laughs> That's hilarious. I literally had that conversation like two hours ago <laughs> with a uh, with a, with a person in Florida. So yeah, it's just totally illustrating, uh, interesting how we were having this chat today, this afternoon on the podcast, because I had that chat earlier today. It's just wild. Yeah. I mean, what, you really got to be careful. It's a big, big issue. Yeah. Um, of course, you know, a good realtor is going to bring that up and just hopefully, be straight with hopefully, you. Hopefully, yes. But it's not unusual to say, yeah, I'm going to buy this home. Looks very, very nice. Right. Yeah, checks Looks out. Like, Roof's not checks bad. Checks out. Yeah. Passes inspection, but you're going to have to come up with maybe you know between the roof and other oh. repairs. Especially part- what if you what if you got one that's like 15 years old, 17, something like that, and it just you know it's like it looks great, it's sound, but for whatever reason, insurance company says no, got to change it, and it's yep. that's something with, you weren't planning on with the roof, and if you want to change it to hurricane uh, windows, it yeah. could be hundred thousand dollars. Yeah. And not unusual. So what you want to avoid is making the move, right? And then later finding out a year or two that the cost is much higher. And to boot, you can't stand the weather in the summer. Okay. So let's just go with, you made the decision to move, right? Let's just kind of play it that way. What other factors should you be on the lookout for? Okay. So here's what we're looking for. A couple other factors is airport, right? That I would say that's a big factor. Uh, How easy is it to access your family, right? And how easy for them to come down to Florida if you're going to move to Florida? Yeah, the attraction is there, but how easy is it, right? Right. This is why people like to live in that Orlando area, Mark, because you will get visitors. Yeah, yeah, for sure. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, that's one one major uh, question is airport access, direct flights back and forth, medical care, right? How are the hospitals in the area? Um, You know, of course, the climate, maybe what you consider doing is renting the first year, all year round, to see if you can handle the summer heat. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people I've known have done that, and they say, you know what, it's really not for me to move full time. I'm going to have two places, right? Maybe I'll rent down there and not buy. So um, here's a practical tip, though. If you're over age 65 and you have either a back problem or other health issues, do not drive back and forth from Florida to New Jersey. It can be a killer trip. Mm-hmm. Right, you can easily have your car shipped back and forth uh, from New Jersey to Florida or back to the Northeast. And I'm currently working with a client right now. In fact, I spoke with him today who drove home from Florida to New Jersey over the winter. Mm-hmm. Now he had to have back surgery from the complications of a herni- herniated disc that he had previously. But it, it, driving home in the winter this year just absolutely killed him. Yeah. So it's a long 1,200-mile trip, spend the extra money, fly back and forth, get the car shipped. Some other expenses, getting back to expenses to look at, car insurance, from what I've seen, pretty comparable, Mark. Okay. Not too much different. In the Carolinas, I think it is less expensive. But I think in the Carolinas, where you are, they actually uh, charge a tax on the value of your car we do. every year. Yep. That... It's property tax. Yep. You pay a property tax on the that's, price of the vehicle. Yeah, that's a property that's considered your property, not yes. your home. Mm-hmm. 
separate property. Medical insurance, pretty comparable, not too much different. Daily expenses from the day to day. Yeah, I think of things like coffee, getting a lunch, right? Going. I would, out, I would think Jersey and Cal- or excuse me, Jersey and Florida are probably fairly similar. Very similar. Yeah. Gasoline prices, not that different. You know, some states in Georgia, South Carolina, it's a little bit less expensive, but not tremendously. Yeah. I've heard some things from some Floridian friends that they were like they moved. I had some that moved from Indiana. They were shocked at how much it cost them to initially, you know, get their car tagged and, and just little things like there's just like things you just wouldn't normally think of. Right. Some of those daily or not even maybe daily, but maybe quarterly expenses or, or you know, even yearly expenses. They were like, wow, that's quite a bit more. It's like, well, it's also Indiana versus Florida, you know, so it's completely different. But and now I mentioned at the top of this thing, taxes. So some of the things that people do bring up and we've had questions like these before is well you know maybe it's the california thing or whatever the case is but let's talk about taxes as the big motivator to move does it save me does it is it worth it yeah the answer is as often the case in financial planning mark maybe (laughs) it it, it depends right it depends it in many cases yes in some cases no so here are the three big taxes that people avoid moving to certain states right one is the income tax Florida, Texas, Tennessee have no income tax. Mm-hmm. Uh, estate and inheritance taxes. Those states also have no inheritance or estate taxes and capital gains taxes. Yes. There's zero capital gains taxes in those states. So if you're concerned about uh, capital gains taxes on investments or you're selling a business, things like that, there's a, a very steep capital gains tax in New Jersey. For example, working with a client now who's looking at selling a business. Mm-hmm. And the the capital gains taxes are over 10%. Ouch, yeah. So, I mean, if you're selling a business for a, a fair amount of money, that could add up to a heck of a lot of money, uh, 10% or more. The other thing to keep in mind when you do make that move, Mark, people sometimes think, oh, I can only, you know, I could live six months in Florida and six months in New Jersey. I heard Florida's really, really sticklers about make you, you've got to make sure they know it's your permanent place. Yeah, it's actually the state you're leaving that's more the stickler, right? Oh, really? oh okay. Think about it this way. If you're going from New Jersey to Florida and you're saying, I am a resident of Florida and you have a house in New Jersey, mm-hmm. the one who's losing the money is the state of New Jersey, mm-hmm. right? They're thinking, hey, maybe I'm losing twenty, fifty thousand dollars $50,000 a year in taxes. You better be a resident of Florida gotcha. or North Carolina or South Carolina, and they're going to do an audit, right? And they'll get very deep on the audit. You know, Where do you keep your personal belongings? common things where do you register to vote where's your car registered right where are you are you are you a member of a club mm, right mm. they'll even audit your telephone records ouch yeah, yeah or your credit card i mean now with uh, all the technology we have if the state doesn't audit they know where you are yeah they break out it, the uh, microscope it sounds like very difficult to say i am really in like you're telling a state that you're in a, another state but you happen to be spending a lot of time in New Jersey in this case because you want to be close to your kids. So you really have to be legitimate about this stuff. Yeah. You know, you're talking about tax rates and stuff. Carolinas, we have income. We do have both of the Carolinas have income taxes. Uh, I know it's one of the states that are popular, but uh, I guess probably because they're maybe lower than some of the states that you listed that people are moving out from. Uh, but we do have them versus someplace like Florida, Texas, or Tennessee. Yeah, that's a great point. This is where people have to be very careful, Mark, because taxes need to be looked at it on an individual basis, mm-hmm. right? There's not an across-the-board benefit for everyone. You know, when you think about moving and saying, taxes are lower, I'm going to do better. So I'll give you a few examples. Here in New Jersey, 
you can exclude all or percentage of your income. If you're over 62 years old, up to $150,000 a year in income. So pretty generous, yeah. right? Uh, this is something fairly new. People are just getting acquainted with. They did this a couple of years ago. What they did in New Jersey was they raised the gasoline tax. We used to have a very inexpensive gasoline compared to other states, Mark. And they tacked on like about 25 cents a gallon to the gasoline tax. Mm -hmm. In exchange for that, they eliminated the estate tax. And they, over a period of years, they bumped up the exclusion for income to not be taxed if you're over 62 in New Jersey. Ah, uh, Yeah, that is not the case here. Yeah, so what they're trying to do mm -hmm. is keep people in the state, right? right. So they don't flee. They're all, they, all these states are trying to do some different incentives either to keep or make it harder, right, to, 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 to join, so to speak. Yeah, exactly. So it's not the case in North, North Carolina. So they have you have more of a flat tax in uh, North Carolina, not based on age. Mm -hmm. I've experienced with a, a few clients that have moved from New Jersey to North Carolina. Mm -hmm. So I've seen this. They uh, often pay substantially more in income taxes after they move not realizing there were such big exemptions here in New Jersey. So as I mentioned before, your state also taxes the value of the, the cars each year too. Yeah, if you got yep, all your cars, um, trailers, if you have like a trailer. Uh, so if you have a little pull behind trailer, for example, uh, different sizes, I think it goes different ways. I think there's a, the really smaller ones. I don't think they care at all, but I think I've got a, I've got a six by eight box trailer and it gets uh, property taxed as well. So any other examples? Yeah, so if you have high income in retirement, okay, mm -hmm. or if you're a person with, let's say, no kids who moves to a no-tax state, you're definitely going to save money on New Jersey taxes okay, uh, and New Jersey inheritance taxes. So I'll give you an example. If you're a New Jersey resident, and let's say you do have a pension, you're married, you have income from IRA and investments income, um, I should say whether you're married or single, okay? And that takes your income over $150,000, you're going to save money in income taxes with a move to Florida. That's, there's no doubt about that. Uh, even if you move to the Carolinas, you will. But you know that could make up, that could more than make up for, let's say, the increase in the property taxes, the homeowner's fees, that homeowner's insurance issue in Florida. Right. So you have to put the, the pencil to paper and kind of really add this up and look at your personal circumstance, right? Okay, sure. But and if you're a single person, another example, or a married person with no kids living in New Jersey, and if you leave your estate to your siblings or nieces and nephews, you're also going to save money on inheritance taxes with a move. Uh, and it could run into hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars or more, depending on the size of your estate. And that's because New Jersey has no estate tax, correct? Well, it they have no estate tax, Mark, but they have what they call an inheritance tax. Ah, okay, gotcha. Kind of quirky, right? It's right. not. There's not, not many states that do this anymore. So the tax is based upon not. Um, it's based on who you who inherits the assets. It, right? remi yeah, it reminds me. It just hit me the monopoly game, right? You get that card. It says you have inherited whatever. Pay the tax, and it's like what? <laughs> exactly. So yeah. this comes as a surprise. If you know, it, you could be exempt from this if you uh, leave money to a spouse or a child. Mm -hmm. But if you leave money to a sibling or niece or nephew, you're not exempt. Okay. And there's an inheritance tax, and it's pretty steep. So always take this in consideration, your, your unique circumstance. And the typical migration pattern in this area, Mark, is New York, 
to New Jersey to Florida, right? Right. <laughs> or New York, New Jersey, Carolinas. Right. So that's the migration pattern. But you have to be really careful and look at your own circumstances. And if you do make the move, always, always seek professional advice, particularly from a local attorney, to update your legal documents because those rules are very unique to the states. Yeah, and you know, I think that the point of the conversation this week is is sometimes we hear a conversation, people just say, uh, you know what, income tax is killing me in my state. I'm moving to Florida where there isn't any, right? And that's just kind of the the main you know, arc. And the weather's nice too, so cool, right? But there's a ton of other little things in there to think about. Anything else before we wrap it up? Now, you really hit the nail on the head. People kind of listen to chatter. They hear people talk. And, you know, often they go down to Florida or they go to the Carolinas in the winter and it's a beautiful day and they make an emotional decision. Mm. It's not that unusual without thinking things through carefully. So, Oh yeah. If you're walking um, on the beach and it's absolutely gorgeous, you're like, you know what? We're, we're moving here. Right. Yeah. yeah. I've been down there many a beautiful day in January and February and you call back home and it's snowing here and it's 72 degrees. So. You know what? We were just talking about the, the friends I have down there. Uh, they, they, they moved in uh, this whole topic of conversation. They moved from Indiana, as I mentioned earlier to Fort Myers about two months before the hurricane hit. Oh boy. Talk about timing, right? Oh boy. So yeah. that's bad timing. Yeah. So, you know, so we just kind of hit on some of the main points, Mark, on this. There's a lot more things to consider, of course. And there's only a certain amount of time we have on this. Yeah. The main takeaway is that there's no cut and dry answer that applies to everyone. And if someone is seriously considering a move, what we do is just walk them through a series of things that are particular to them to consider. And it's really, it's all part of our planning process. So everyone is fully equipped. They understand the ins and outs. And when they are ready to make the move, if they do, there's no regrets. Absolutely. So that's why you got to sit down and talk with you know qualified professionals. Have a team. Uh, Don mentioned you know not just a, a financial professional, but also an attorney as well, and talk about some things. And of course, he can help you out with all of that. He's not an attorney, but it certainly has you know can do referrals and things of that nature if need be. But get yourself onto the calendar first and have that conversation if you're considering moving uh, for other than just the weather, right? So and even if you're considering just for the weather, you still might want to you know talk through all these different scenarios. So reach out to him, 800-664-1183, 800-664-1183. Don't forget, you can just stop by the website as well and check him out online at donaldcash.com. That's donaldcash.com. Subscribe to the podcast on Apple, Google, Spotify, whatever platform you like to use. But get started with a strategy session for yourself. Don is a CPA and a CFP, and so it's a great resource for you to tap into at donaldcash.com. All right, my friend, I know we went a little long this week, but uh, it was a good conversation, so thank you as always. Thanks, Mark. We'll catch you next time here on Your Money and Your Life with Don Cash. Investment advisory services offered through Donald W. Cash & Associates, LLC, a registered investment advisor in the state of New Jersey.